0: This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets, hear it, feel 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 it. The decision was not met with universal praise. That being the decision to reinstate the alcohol ban, many people shared their disappointment. None more so than the Food and Allied Workers Union, who took to releasing a statement on the 18th of July mentioning that the industry and the laws were not COVID-ready, as well as echoing the general disappointment that they themselves had with the hastily announced decision to reinstate the ban on alcohol. Joining us at this time to unpack this is the General Secretary of the Food and Allied Workers Union, Mr. Mayoyo Ngomezulu. Mr. Mgwamezulu, thank you so much for joining us here on the COVID report. As the Food and Allied Workers Union, you have not hid your disappointment with how government has been dealing with the ban of alcohol. Can you please explain to us why and what exactly fueled your disappointment towards
1: this decision? We as far represent the majority of workers in, this, in, uh, in the alcohol industry. We were disappointed on the 12th when President announced the banning of alcohol. Of course, we have been supportive to the government on all efforts to make sure that COVID-19 is kept and intervention of the government. But by then, we believe that the government, as they've pronounced, is the government that listens. And as when before they do any decisions, they will consult in particular the stakeholders who are going to be adversely affected by any decision that they've made. But we've seen in these instances whereby a president went on media without preparing ourselves or at least uh, wanting to hear our inputs in relation to the, the, the banning of alcohol or the re of the alcohol because it was banned before uplifted and later uh, banned. Uh, so that we prepare our members so that we engage as we expected the president to do. But apparently just pronouncing abruptly like that to say uh, with immediate effect, everything must stop. Uh, game, and that was very embarrassing. We are very, very dissatisfied with that particular announcement uh, because it has an impact on our members, the lives of members, their families, and their dignity. Was 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 really demeaning in a, in such a way that they had to now, uh, as I've made in a, in a statement, to 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 leave everything as if. Uh, yeah, they have not, They don't have life. A truck driver had to leave a truck on the street because a minute or a second after that particular announcement, that truck driver would have been seen to be, uh, you know, breaking the law by finding himself still driving a truck after that announcement with immediate effect. We believe that the president could have done better to prepare us so that our members can have dignity uh, towards at least, uh, you know, receiving this particular news by preparing themselves, including the industry itself, of, of alcohol. Remember the, the, the production happens with preparations and so on of some raw materials, some mixtures and so on that had to be dropped like that by members and workers to go home because president chose to use the weight with immediate effect, surprisingly so, and we, we believe that that was not supposed to be the case and consultation was supposed to be made. Members had to be frustrated. We have to wake up to make sure that members knows what is gonna happen with their future that seems now to be uncertain. And of course, as you are aware and you've been seeing that employers as when they react to such statements, the first thing a point of entry is to at least threaten or at least invoke section 189 of saying we can't pay. And as a result, we've a retrench of at least temper on reducing on the salaries of workers of which is something that was already happening. We are busy at the CCMA trying to stop these companies from cutting the salaries of these members uh, as a result of the initial ban on level five and level four. Now, as, because the, the, the liquor was unbanned, and at least the relationship started because these companies are making profit. But this call by the president without consultation is going to be uh, received uh, very bad. In fact, it's received very bad by our members and the whole workers in the industry of alcohol.
2: Now, you shared that you would have liked government to adopt a more consultative approach. But outside of the numbers that hospital beds are being taken up because of alcohol consumption, what would you have liked government? How would you have liked government to tackle this matter and balance the fact that alcohol consumption is compromising the health fraternity with high increase in trauma divisions, that they cannot um, attend to the accidents and the COVID-related sicknesses? at the same time
1: supposedly we uh, as i'm saying we expect to have at least a listening government as they've proclaimed on the air to say they are a listening government the president should have gave us an opportunity to make an input and our input is clear on this thing as we have made earlier the president made a mistake initially by in bringing back the alcohol and removing a cafe and we've made it clear as the union that you can't do that if you do that you are now saying people that are going to be using this alcohol in their houses, as because that was the intention, now have a leeway to go out and drive in the street because there's no cafe. We made that thing clear initially, and we 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 said that, that was supposed to be not supposed to be the case that the cafe will be removed in that at the time that the alcohol is brought back. To, 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 to the citizens. And that was a mistake, meaning for the beds, for the overwhelming, if you've checked and analyzed, and we still argue that most of the hospital were overwhelmed as a result of accident that happened at night. And if they, they, they've retained the initial cafe, that would not have been the case, because these people will have known that the law enforcement will deal with anyone that is found to be in the street, and more so if they are found to be drunk meaning they would have been careful in making sure that as well after using alcohol, they are not going to be found to be later in the street or driving uh, drunk. And as a result, I'm saying the government should be blamed by the president or his cabinet, or the command center, command corona, National Corona Council Center, by not adhering to the call of making sure that the cafe is not removed at the same time when you bring back the alcohol. That was a mistake. Hence, we had a situation of overwhelming. Our call is saying you should have at least remained with the cafe at a time of alcohol because people will have remained at home after all, after using this particular uh, alcohol.
0: So the manner in which this decision was announced was far from ideal. You've made that perfectly clear, Mr. Mgomizulu. Now, as far as the workers that this impacts, as far as the people whose jobs are on the line, how... Is, how is your union going to assist your members during
1: these tough times game we are expected by all in terms of in terms of our own obligation to represent our members in making sure that they don't lose jobs uh, we have been doing that uh, you know the industry have been shedding jobs for some time now It's not f- it's not for the first time as a result of covid-19 but of course covid-19 will add to a serious uh, economical crisis that they've been experiencing in that particular sector as the union where we have been representing our members in all these uh, entrenchments processes some we have been challenging them to go to court in making sure that at least there's a justice done towards our members under this we must under this particular covid 19 crisis and you must remember that some of the companies take advantage of covid 19 and use it uh, uh, to at least ease their burdens or at least maximize the profit, as you normally know, that the companies, and in particular, the multi, you know, the foreign direct investors, what is, what, what is always in their mind is to maximize profit. Then they can use this COVID-19 crisis uh, to retrench and reduce and bring technology at the expense of workers that are going to be retrenched. We'll be there at all costs, we'll be fighting. What we are arguing and saying the government, government must must also assist us. Because what government have been doing, have been pronouncing, but not coming with solution as to how best can we save jobs in the industry. If you've read our statement, one of our calls, we've been saying the president, if he realized that this call is rational as he thought it is, of course, we are also have our own exception by saying he misread and miscalculated the issues by 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 bringing back alcohol for the cafe. But we still believe that more and above that, as a responsible government, they should have please brought brought a moratorium that governs how retrenchments should be taking place during COVID-19 and salary cuts and other b- benefits. But our argument are saying, if, for example, the company is not producing, why it has to retrench? Because the only thing that could happen is that if they are not producing and workers are staying at home, let's, let's, let's know that there won't be salaries because company are not, are not producing. But at the time when the company starts to produce, those workers must return to work. But these companies they resort to a retrenchment, and after retrenching, after a certain time they come back and operate, they start to employ new workers. And uh, those that were working there are gone and are no more in the in the in the absorbed in the economy or being able to participate in the economy of the country because they don't have an income. Now the new workers will start afresh with the exploitative salaries and a situation where they find themselves having to be working under the condition of being casuals or being subjected to labor brokers. I mean, we are saying the government is assisting and promoting an exploitation that this employer might take an, an advantage of. Hence, we are saying the president before making a decision he should have consulted with us so that at least we put these uh, proposals across the board so that we have a moratorium and also consider it in relation to the challenges that are affecting the workers in the country.
2: Now, in a statement issued on the 18th of July, you mentioned the industry and our laws were not COVID ready. Please tell us more on what you mean by that statement.
1: You must appreciate that COVID is something that caught us with a surprise. And as a result, we, we have laws in the country that have been existing and never accommodative of the fact that we'll be in a state of emergency at some point and the exploitative of the employers is not not taken care of. Hence, I was raising earlier that all companies might claim, other companies might say we are running out of the finances and so on, and choose to liquidate without going through a due diligence process as expected because of the environment and the circumstances of ticking all the boxes and the law did not accommodate that <clears throat> in case of COVID-19, this is how you should react on certain aspects insofar as closeness of the companies and how to retrench. The Section 189, as we speak, we have a court judgment where we are arguing as far in terms of how do you now interpret what you call during a Section 189, a seeking uh, you know, consensus uh, between the parties. We are now consulting in a Zoom, Arrangements that might seem not to be doing a justice in in interrogating you know the processes or the reasons behind the financial statements and so on many our laws are not are not covered ready, but at the same time you know these processes go by and pass and being implemented and you know you might find that after covid nineteen as when you sit down, you realize that some of the boxes were not ticked correctly at the time of these particular processes, and the CCMA doors are not open for everyone. Now you see the frustration that members find themselves in. At the end of the day, you find yourself without a job and the process is complete. Hence our argument to say, we, we under the COVID-19, the situation is not normal. And, and we, we might lose some of no, not tick some of the boxes in, in relation to protecting our members or making sure that we scrutinize the, the legitimacy and genuineness on some of the companies that might come far f- uh, uh, forward to claim that they are suffering in terms of financially uh, 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 so that they intend to retrench. That's our argument in the statement, super President.
0: Now, does your union represent the tavern owners and other township alcohol sellers, the ones that may be perceived as being on the fringes of the professional work environments your union um, typically um, supports. What support are you giving uh, the tavern owners and township alcohol sellers during these trying times?
1: Again, we, we normally we represent workers. We, As we represent workers, we, we also advocate the challenges that socioeconomic you know, challenges of the country. We, we, we have made clear in our statement that the hardship that is going to be felt in this instance is going to be those small, you know, business people in the township or, you know, our brothers and sisters that survive through uh, taverns uh, and employing few kids on the street, on the same street that are, are not being absorbed by the economy or not being able to find jobs. Meaning they are going to feel the hardship, you know, the the, the small, you know, uh, businesses in the township because we we care about the future of this country insofar as socioeconomic challenges are concerned. And we are saying there's nothing that government is coming up front to say we'll assist those particular sectors. Remember, as they buy the alcohol and they sell the alcohol, it also assists us in relation of protecting the jobs in the mainstream companies like SAP, Hineke, and Distel, and so on, because at least there's a flow of alcohol being bought by these particular small businesses, meaning it's a value chain that we can't, either way the relationship, you can't separate from our war, our struggle is their struggle. As when we it close is when now they can't even, they will sleep without having a foot on the table. Hence our, our statement is clear, comprehensive covering the challenges that will be experienced by those particular informal you know, business or informal sector. That were never prepared. One of the things that we've raised in a statement: some have went as so far as, you know, buying a, enough beer for a week or for a month, uh, and that money is gone as we speak after the president has announced with immediate effect, and they can't even have any cent that they would they would have used to buy food under the circumstances. Hence, we are so vocal to say that statement was very inconsiderate insofar as the lives. Of the South Africans in the informal, uh, you know, business is concerned.
2: Now, Mr. Zulu, you speak. You earlier mentioned that you want the employers not to cut salaries and benefits of their employees, as the industry is on a standstill and there's nothing that's generating on income. Where do you expect the employers to get the monies from to make this happen, as the industry is at a standstill?
1: You. You, you know, the employers have been making a profit. Uh, you know, one of the things that we've said in the statement and we have been advocating is that the employers have been making a profit for some time that is prior COVID. And, 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 and those profits have been there at least uh, assisting them to have a luxury life, not necessarily covering to the needs that they might need. Uh, you know, the same as workers, uh, like the, the workers, workers were having salaries that they have to only to cover the needs. We are arguing with the employers to see can't we use those particular surplus of monies that they've at least saved somewhere just to assist that all parties, including workers themselves and parties, we compromise and come to a situation whereby we survive through COVID so that at the end of COVID, we are all alive, you know, we are all safe. Not even a single uh, stakeholder has suffered, but at least if we have to suffer, we have to suffer all of us. And you will find that some of the employers during the opening, the unpaying, still made a lot of profit. As we are saying, that profit must be shared amongst the workers. We are reasonable; we listen, but they must bring everything into a table. Than them making profit, uh, you know, you know. I know capitalism make profit even if you're under the situation that is worse. Uh, because they can still maximize profit. I say, let's share that particular profit, assist on whatever you have. If we have nothing, uh, we'll go to the government to come and intervene. Uh, all of us to say, government, we have tried our all means we have cut until the bone. And therefore, can you assist us to survive and get through this COVID-19? Because it's not permanent, this COVID-19. It will go away. We need all of us at the end of the, uh, at the end of the day in making sure that we survive.
0: Now, in the wake of all the talk that's been made about who can access UIF and who can't access UIF, as far as this industry is concerned, can the people within this industry contribute to the UIF? What's going to happen to informal traders as they won't be able to claim from the UIF?
1: That is our argument, uh, again, in terms of the informal, meaning they they are left on their own. The, the, The informal traders are on their own. And I've seen their statement and I'm in solidarity with their statement to claim that the government come and intervene on at least putting a package uh, on the table for them to consider and, and, and survive. Our members have been contributing in the UAF. You'll appreciate the fact that there are thousands of workers that are still waiting for the UAF, still to date, that they have claimed when COVID-19 started, when the government was so boldly pronouncing that they the workers or the employers should claim on behalf of the of the of the members. We have thousands of members in Foul Space that have received this money. And this is gonna be in another additional burden whereby people will claim and they are not going to be assisted, and they are still crying. over the eyes, two months to three months, those workers they have been going to bed without a food on the table, awaiting at least uh, the Department of Labor to release this particular funds. It's a crisis in this country. Hence, we are saying, if you are leading such a crisis, a country that is in crisis, you should be considerate as to when you pronounce some of the things that will take us back after, you know, a good work that has been done under the circumstances. We are aware that the president might be, you know, shaken by the fact that the numbers are going up. And, you know, the country has been seen as one of the countries that was proactive under his leadership to make sure that the COVID-19 does not go up. But he at the same time, need to be careful as you pronounce on other things, not, 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 not bring uncertainty in particular for people that might not come back, and participate in the economy. Uh, we have seen in many instances where mem- workers that have been retrenched as a result of a technical you know, situation unable to come back uh, in the, in the, or absorbed in any employment until they become old and they become a burden of this particular uh, in the same government. And we have made it clear when, when I came, just to add on that, that we are sitting with the government that has failed for years, and, and we have been crying as far from 2016. To say start to work on clamping on the illicit trading in the country uh, in relation to, you know, a kind of cigarette and alcohol. And we have seen and we've made it clear to government, even if you start to stop people from drinking, uh, you know, stop alcohol from being sold, but you are failing to stop people from drinking. Because it, People will still remain drinking, but they will be drinking the alcohol that has never went for quality check. They are currently smoking cigarettes that have went have never went to quality check, and the issue of the government to protect them, not from so that they be, don't become sick. And these people will be more sick because now they are drinking untested, uh, you know, products uh, because now things are smuggled in this country. Hence, we are saying they are replacing an industry by 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 introducing a underworld industry of people that are contributing the illicit that are not even uh, you know taxed and contribute on the fiscus of this country, we are saying open so that you, at least you bring these companies to have a responsibility to make sure they educate our people and government is able to collect from tax on 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 these particular companies and improve on fiscal they can be able. To, to attack and be able to fight uh, financially viable under the COVID-19 situation. And so I am saying they are replacing the industry because the, the people can still smoke as we speak and the people can still drink as we speak, but those are banned, legitimate companies are banned.
2: And that was Maya Ngomezulu, Zulu, the General Secretary of the Food and Allied Workers Union, sharing with us a perspective that many of us may not have considered about the alcohol ban linking itself to job losses within the industry. This
0: podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By, by to hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1,
2: 88.1. or streams via Stream. www.vofm.co.za.